Today we're looking at this passage, uh, God's message to the shepherds, uh, preparing for history's greatest news. In December we, we've looked at, this is the fourth um, passage of looking at uh, a series based on angels appearing in God's message, with God's message, uh, at Christmas, the very first Christmas. We started at the beginning of December looking at uh, Zechariah and preparing for the miraculous. And then Raph talked to us about Mary preparing to be God's instrument. And last week, uh, Joseph, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Pat talked about Joseph, prepare to meet the Saviour. And today is about the angels meet the shepherds, prepare for history's greatest news. More than any of those other three messages, God's message here from the angels to the shepherds it encompasses the, 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 the whole universal message of salvation. God's universal message of the, the good news. And I did speak about some of this on, on Sunday night at the Carol's Barbecue Night, so I don't intend to repeat myself too much. It's the only angelic announcement of these four that, it, that in the end is more than one angel and it's more than one recipient. Here we have a group of angels talking to a, a group of shepherds, a group of people who were just the common people of the day. Shepherds, everyday people. And as much as my beautiful mother would disagree, I'm no angel, but I have a message that God has laid on my heart and it's from his word. And I want to bring a focus today on uh, just briefly for these minutes we have before we get into the sometimes craziness and hectic day that Christmas Day can be. But bring a focus on the three points on God's message that he gave the angels to give to the shepherds. The message is the good news. That Jesus Christ came to die for your sins. That he was raised to life. And that he seeks you out today to be in a relationship with the creator God. And the first point is that God's message is for all people, real people, everyday people living everyday lives. Notice that the, the shepherds, when the angel approached it, were living in the fields with their sheep. That, that, was, their, that was their livelihood. They were just everyday people 2,000 years ago. There was nothing extraordinary about the shepherds. And the good news this morning isn't exclusive to any group. It's not the good news for good people. It's not a gospel message for the rich. It is good news for people that have broken trust. It is good news for sick people, for murderers, for thieves, for liars. You might sit here and think, where do I fit into this category? But it's good news and it's for every people. It's for everyone. 
There's no obstacle course to, to go through in order to know God, to experience his love. He reaches out to us. He meets us where we are at in life. And he says to us, cast your burdens upon me. There is hope. There is peace. There is joy in the life I have for you. And whether you are in your lowest point in life or the greatest success at the moment you're enjoying, God's message is for you where you are in life right now. Everyday people living everyday lives. And God's message for all people, you and me this morning, this is the second point, demands a decision. It demands a decision. About two, uh, two or three BC, before children, I was up at the Gold Coast with Rachel and uh, Luke, who's here this morning, and Stu and Kaz. We went to uh, Dreamworld. And I'm a little bit scared of heights, just a little bit. Don't look at me like that, Ava. And uh, there was a ride that day... It's probably still there, the giant drop, I think it's called. Or the, so it's all this pole and two seats, rows of seats either side, they go up. And all you get is this U-bar, this metal U-bar to put over you and you just sit in the seat and your legs dangle and I sort of stood back and watched it go up. It went up pretty slow, you know, but then I saw how high it went up, something like 30 something stories high, it goes up and you, I made a decision. I had to make a decision. I, I say no. I say no. It's too scary. I'm going to steer clear of that one. Um, I'll pop over to the little little horses that you sit on here. <laughs> well, I ended up making the decision to go on that with Luke, and uh, and then it takes you up, and it feels like two or three minutes. It's probably about fifteen seconds, but you stay up the top for a while. And you're just sitting up the top, seeing for miles before it just drops. And suddenly it just, you fly down <laughs> to the ground uh, and then it, it just sort of stops just before the ground, thank goodness. Um, and then we got off and ended up going on it about another eight or nine times, which is thoroughly enjoyable. In, uh, in about 2004, yeah, it must have been 2004, Rachel might correct me later, but I think it was August the 11th because that was our two-year anniversary of, of going out. That's a thing. You've got, a, got our wedding anniversary and our going out anniversary. Uh, I was very nervous, more nervous than I am today. I was more sweaty than I am today and went on to the tram car restaurant in uh, South Bank there and took my had this little ring tucked away in my top pocket and uh, soon after we got on and seated, I got out in the middle of the aisle and I was a bit thinner back then. It was much easier to get out in the middle of the aisle. My knees didn't hurt as much and I could get down on one knee and offer this ring and Rachel was confronted with this decision to make. What do I do, she said. No, she didn't. She just said, yes. How good's that? 
You know, we make decisions every day. Every day we've got to make decisions. Some, uh, um, some we take too long to decide. Sometimes we, we rush into decisions that we make. We rush into doing things that maybe we needed to take a bit more time. Some decisions we make every day, like rice bubbles or Vegemite, they're, they're Ava's choices for breakfast. They're, they're quite trivial, but some decisions are crucial. And when you are confronted with the good news, just like the shepherds, they, they had to make a decision. The news came from the angel who was bringing a message from God. And these everyday people in the, in the field with their sheep, they had to make a decision. We're just going to listen to that message and then we're just going to kick back and stay here, pretty comfortable here. I like what we've got, you know, we know what's going to happen later tonight, we know what tomorrow's looking like. But they made a decision. No, we're going to listen to the news. We're going to follow, we're going to be obedient. We're going to go. And when you're confronted with the good news that God's message of salvation, that Jesus came to die for your sin, that he was raised to life in order that you can be forgiven and belong to Jesus. When you're confronted with that, you, you, you have to say in your heart, I've got to make a decision right now. I reject that. I, I, I'm making a decision. I, I don't want that in my life right now. I don't need that. I've got things. Everything's okay. I know what's happening today. I'm comfortable in my life. You have to make this decision. Or you accept and believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins. And you make him Lord of your life. Every time you hear the good news of Jesus Christ, a decision has to be made. There is a requirement that you make a decision either way when you hear the good news. And the third point, just to finish with quickly is that this good news, this message, it changes lives. It changes our life. You see, these everyday people 2,000 years ago, these shepherds, they're everyday shepherds doing everyday life, went back to their everyday lives, it says. And were they the same as they were before? Did the, did their encounter with the message of God, did it impact on their life? Yeah, it absolutely did. It absolutely did. It says here that they returned glorifying and praising God. They spread the word concerning what they had been told. They still went back to looking after sheep. They still went back to doing their thing. They got to put food on the table. But their lives had been transformed. They'd been changed.
Their life is a display of God impacting on them with the good news. And their choice, their decision that they were confronted with to choose yes, to be obedient, to listen, to do what God said. And this morning we are also confronted with the good news. You may be here for the very first time. You may have heard the good news a hundred times. But you're confronted with this news that Jesus died for your sins, that he was raised to life and he wants to be Lord of your life. He wants to be your saviour. He wants you to know that eternity can be guaranteed for you in heaven. And he wants your life to be different, to be changed. A surrendered life to Christ is a life that experiences change. And if your choice this morning is to say, no, I, I, I don't need Jesus. I don't need God in my life. You, 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 that's a decision you have to make. If you turn around and say, yes, I need that. I, I, I need Jesus. My life needs to change. That's a decision for you to make this morning. And I guarantee that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, he will change the person you are today. And he will change you, not just for today, but change your destination for eternity. That's the good news. That is good news. Father God, we we are so thankful that you haven't just forgotten about us. That even as people who were born separated from you, who deserve death because of our sin, you've made a way for us to be forgiven, to be in a relationship with you. What wonderful news this is. That life isn't just about 70, 80 years living on this planet and that's it. But it's far, far greater. And what a blessing it is and privilege to belong to you. May we not forget the good news as we go into this day of celebration and into this new year, remembering our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who was born. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.